The Starlight Lounge presents An Evening with the Progressive Box. Oh, what a great audience. Let's dim the lights for this next one. Nope, too much. Ah, there it is. Got to get things just right. Like Progressive's Name Your Price tool. Tell us what you want to pay, and we help you find coverage options that fit your budget. And now, the mood is right. Wait, the lights are back on again. Trudy, can you? And now it's completely dark. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Blog Talk Radio. Lucis Trust, a non-profit, non-political, and non-sectarian organization on the roster of the Economic and Social Council of the United Nations and concerned with the establishment of world cooperation and goodwill, presents Inner Sight with your host, Robert Anderson. He, with Sarah and Dale McKechnie, President and Vice President of Lucis Trust, will discuss philosophical and spiritual topics essential to everyday life. Now here's your host, Robert Anderson. Welcome. Inner sight is simply seeing that which is always present, but not yet fully recognized. You have, within you, the ability to see yourself and the world around you in a new way with new eyes. So, stay with us, and together we'll look at the world and ourselves with inner sight. Our topic for today, the one life. And before we explore this topic, I'd like to say a few words about Alice Bally, founder of the Lucis Trust. Alice Bally wrote 24 volumes of literature, and those 24 volumes of literature are the main inspiration for the dialogue that you hear on this show. following thought is also from the works of Alice Bailey. The challenge for humanity is to drop all antagonisms and antipathies, all hatred and racial differences, and attempt to live in terms of the one family, the one life, and the one humanity. We hear the expression, the one life, and it sounds beautiful, but we may not really understand it. What do you think this term means? Well, it's true that we um, we may not understand it. In fact, um, Alice Bailey in her writings warned us to guard ourselves against what she called mystical rhapsodies about the one life, which spiritual people are prone to to do, we are all one, there's only one life. It becomes um, a beautiful sentiment, but it can also be a way of arresting one's thinking and uh, discrimination. She said these rhapsodies about the one life are apt to be no more than the negation of all mental thinking and uh, a kind of luxuriating in the sensuous perception of a highly developed emotional nature. So what we want to do today is to talk about the one life in a way that might help listeners and ourselves to understand a reality, capital R, that is really beyond the minds of any of us. I think it's one of those aspects of spirituality that we get a glimpse of via the intuition. 
and that in itself is progress and should give us a sense of um, growing understanding, but we have to keep in mind that we can't begin to talk about this reality with any um, real insight or wisdom. Yes, it's a difficult concept to grasp, I think, the one life. Well, everybody has a life. We we talk about my life and your life and the life of our pets and the life of uh, humanity and the life of the plants and <clears throat> so forth, but uh, as if these were all one separate uh, aspects of life. But in fact, um, as I think we will probably get into this afternoon this this or this morning the um there are there is only the one life and it's a um as i say it's a difficult concept to grasp but there is a difference between life and the form through which life is expressed yes what we're trying to talk about is um a reality that is totally beyond and apart from the outer world of manifestation where we see an incredible diversity, much of it quite magnificent. I mean, the natural world is a display of um, life on myriad levels through mineral, vegetable, and animal uh, lives and through the human uh, expression and then there, the spiritual teaching involves the the life of the soul, the life of the angelic kingdom, and so on. But all this diversity, as I understand it, is incorporated with, and maybe we could say subsumed in, the life of a great being of whom none of us really can say anything. In fact, the Ageless Wisdom describes this one life as the one about whom naught may be said. So here we are trying to say something. <laughs> yeah, we, we're going to disregard that. Yes. And, uh, Throw caution to the wind. Say something. <laughs> Alice Bailey said that it's in the realm of the mind that we enter into all the separativeness and the separateness and the diversity and the um, plethora of uh, uh, manifestation that seems so real to us. The mind has a tendency to analyze and break down through compartmentalizing and uh, discerning the endless details and overlooking the the uh, essential unity that lies behind behind that outer diversity. But she also said that it's in the realm of the mind that the great at-one-ment is made because it's through the mind that we approach deity. The mind is our our tool, our means to grasp the nature of this essential unity that lies behind the outer diversity. So the mind is both the troublemaker and the means of uh, salvation for us. Yeah, and the fact that we have more of a developed mind capacity now is one reason why we can begin to see the differences between life and form and uh, as you said mm. this is we are <clears throat> immersed in this great sea of life and there is only one life it's the the same life that um, animates you and that animates me and that animates every other human being in the world and uh, that animates uh, every animal and every plant it's all 
part of the one life of God. That um, and uh, we we are merely uh, agents in this great sea of life. It's one life of God, and we are all taking part of in that life. And not only human beings, because Alice Bailey said something that I think is really intriguing Mm -hmm. and, in a way, inspiring. She said that a grub or a worm working out its little life in a mass of decaying substance is as much a spiritual manifestation as an initiate working out his destiny in a mass of rapidly changing human forms. It's all manifested deity, she said. It's all divine expression and all a form of sensitive awareness. Even the grub or the worm is on its level sensitive to something and of response to environment and therefore a form of conscious expression. And that same life, that same deity is working through all these myriads Mm -hmm. of lives and they all play their part in a plan that is utterly unified. And that's why um, what, that's why life cannot be taken. Uh, and it says that's one of the other um, great revelations in the, in the Bailey teachings. Life is one, and nothing can ever take or touch that life. And that means uh, you're against the death penalty. <clears throat> um, well, it makes you think because uh, you, you put a person to death, and you're uh, removing the form, perhaps, but the life continues on. You haven't touched that life of that person. Yes, I think that's what she she means. Not that it's against the law to take a life, but mm. that it's impossible. You can't take a life. It uh, is. Because it the life is. is, and life uh, is just simply passed on from one person to another. One stage to another. And uh, it's so it's all, we're all part of this one life. We we uh, live in this great, perhaps it's uh, like an electrical essence that um, animates every form in the world. And so we're all part of this one life. We, we all plug into it, in effect, and are, uh, are animated by it, and uh, it enables us to grow and to... Uh, produce a certain quality here on earth. It's interesting that as we try to talk about the one life, we're using essentially a dualistic method of approach. We're talking about it as if it is out there somewhere separate from us. It's the only way we can get a grip on it by talking about it from the objective distance of our apparent separation. But in fact, this one life works out in its expression through one, the three, and the seven. There is one life, the Ageless Wisdom says, that manifests as a trinity. And the concept of the trinity is found in a number of the world's religions. Uh, we could say the trinity is life, um, consciousness, and form, or spirit, soul, and uh, appearance. These are three expressions of one life, and then in turn, these three expressions differentiate into a sevenfold 
um, manifestation which is known as the seven rays. And we've talked quite a lot on these programs about the seven rays being the sevenfold expression of deity, of God, the sevenfold nature of God's essence or beingness. But nevertheless, behind the seven and the three, there is the one life. And the threefold expression might also be known as will, love, and intelligence. We say that God is love. God is also will. God is also intelligence. There isn't one that is better than another because they are all as if we were looking at the same crystal from a different facet. And as life descends from the, from the pure realm of spirit, it does begin to differentiate into the first, the, the threefold nature, and then from the, into the sevenfold. And uh, we are reflections of that. Our, uh, we have this physical body and an emotional nature and a mental nature so we are all of those aspects but in a differentiated state it might sound to people that this implies that each of us in being absorbed in this one life loses our sense of identity of beingness that we sort of evaporate or vaporize in our evolution I don't think that's the right reaction to the fact of the one life and our living within that one life. The Ageless Wisdom says that with the evolution of consciousness through spiritual development, there is a loss of the sense of separateness, yes, but not a loss of identity. If we can imagine that those two things are different, separativeness the sense of being a unique individuality is not the same as being aware of having an identity. That identity, the sense of living, of being, is retained even though one loses the sense of separation and of uniqueness. I find that hopeful. Other people perhaps might find that a little bit frightening, but it shouldn't be. For those people who just tuned in, you're listening to Inner Sight. Our topic for today... The One Life. And before we continue with that topic, uh, you might want to have some information about Lucy's Trust, and uh, if you'd like to order books or cassette tapes of the radio shows, a schedule of our meditation meetings, or a package of general information. There's so much uh, you can find out about Lucy's Trust from that general package of information. You can contact us at one 866 Six nine five eight two four seven. There's a toll-free number one eight six 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 nine five eight two four seven. The easy way to remember it is one eight six six N Y Lucis. Think of one eight six six New York Lucis. Many people key into our website, and um, you can find out a lot of information on our website about Lucis Trust. One of the most frequently asked questions is: Lucis Trust a religion? No, it's not. Uh, it's a spiritual philosophy organization. But if you'd like to take a look at our website, one of the most frequent uh, reasons why people do look at the website is that they like to listen to the previously archived library of radio shows. The website is www.lucistrust.org. Once again, www.lucistrust.org. Lucis, L-U-C-I-S. We also appreciate your uh, donations. They, they are tax-deductible. Deduct- tax um, 
those uh, donations certainly are uh, an expression to us of your support. We thank you for your support, um, and uh, we appreciate both the large and the small donations. And also we we want to thank you for those letters that you sent in. Uh, many of you send in letters expressing your uh, appreciation and all that you derive from the show. We thank you so much and continue to send them. We like them. We enjoy them. And please continue to do so. If you'd like to write us a letter, um, you can do so. <coughs> Mail that letter to Lucis Trust, 120 Wall Street, New York, New York, 10005. Once again, Lucis Trust, 120 Wall Street, New York, New York, 10005. <coughs> I'm confused. <coughs> and I'd like to start with this again, but before we do continue our discussion of the one life, I'd like to know, if there is one life, I'm, I'm very confused because we have these distinct bodies mm-hmm. and we're all separate, and if there is just one life, what is the purpose of form? Well, there is a purpose for it. It isn't just... Um a uh, haphazard accident by deity to create so many forms. It's said in the Ageless Wisdom that the form side of life, the outer planes of life, enable deity, God, to develop the many virtues that are expressed from the one basic essence which is deity and to demonstrate the nature of divinity as many attributes. In other words, the one life manifesting its many qualities through a diversity of form seems to be the intention of God. He didn't want the world to be simply a unified blob. He somehow is working out his purposes, which we don't really begin to understand, through a a multitude of forms in a vast array of... uh, species and kingdoms and um, expressions that are all uh, part of the glory of his manifested world. Yes, the best I can do with that. Yeah. <laughs> no, that's pretty good. I mean, yes, he has a particular, a particular plan that he is working out here, and he needs the form world um, to work out that plan. It has to work out through humanity and through the other kingdoms in nature, and uh, all of them are gradually evolving to a certain higher and higher state, a more refined state, and little by little this is, uh, this is happening, and humanity is, um, the human kingdom has a particular responsibility in this, because uh, we are the ones that are, are conscious of what is happening, and can participate in it, and not just be um, <clears throat> like blown leaves in the wind, we can have some uh, conscious um, participation and uh, have make choices and begin to work directly with God to bring forth this great plan that He is working out. Another way of looking at it, we could say, is that the homogeneous is the cause of the heterogeneous. In other words, that unity produces diversity and the one is responsible for the many. We can deduct from this that our own little life is a reflection of the nature of the one great life. We're taught in our religion that um, uh, we are made in the image of God. And I think that 
belief, that teaching is related to the fact that the microcosm, each of us, reveals the nature of the macrocosm. Yes, I think this is a very ancient teaching. It goes back to the Greek uh, oracles. Man, know thyself and you will know the universe. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. it's exactly true because uh, a human being is a small microcosmic reflection of the greater the greater image of God and we are as you say that we are the uh, responsible for the so-called lesser lives the cells in our own bodies we are responsible for them and uh, to keep them healthy and to keep them uh, um, evolving in the proper direction and in line with the plan of God and the, the responsibility that we have for the cells in our own body is the same responsibility that God has for us. Mm-hmm. And uh, just as he provides his life for us and we are the cells in his body, then the tiny lives, the tiny cells in our bodies are the ones that we are responsible for. These are our lesser lives that we are responsible for in this particular life. There's a statement from the Ageless Wisdom given us by Alice Bailey that says, I am the life to these my lives and so resemble God. Mm -hmm. And I always take that to mean that I am the life to the countless little cellular lives that make up my body and that I need to treat that body with responsibility and with a certain amount of compassion and with intelligence Mm -hmm. and feed it well, give it rest, give it nourishment, because there is a whole system of lives evolving within my greater life, which is my consciousness. Right, and that's going back to what the oracle says. You, You study yourself, you study man, you study your own self and your own relationship to this form, then you will understand what God is going through on a planetary level. And even beyond that, what the, the greater God of the solar system is going through at that level, at the cosmic level. And so it's the same pattern that's repeated from the microcosm to the macrocosm. And it's not something completely different. We are made in the image of God in this respect. The Ageless Wisdom says that there are certain postulates that uh, apply to our understanding the world and the purpose of God, and that one is that there exists in our manifested universe the expression of an energy or a life which is the responsible cause of all the diverse forms. I think we've pretty much covered that. This great life is the basis of what's called monism. I don't know if you've ever heard of that doctrine, M-O-N-I-S-M, monism, but that is the belief that God is one and that one life pervades all forms, as we are saying today, and that these forms are all the expressions in time and space of this central and universal energy, which we know as God. It's nevertheless the root cause, this this essential unity is the root cause of duality. But this duality, when it's seen with a spiritual understanding, somehow forms a completed whole in, in both 
pairs of opposites as they're called, spirit and matter are a duality that are in fact both expressions of life itself. Spirit being the fire of vitality, matter being the form that is the receptor of that vitality. Life and form are another pair of opposites that form a complete whole. Father and mother, positive and negative, light and dark. These are all apparent dualities that in fact are a unity. And it's only through spiritual development and meditation and reflection on these truths that we begin to understand that there is a progression working out. The the very simple uneducated person sees life as a unity, but it's a unity of form, that life is simply the world of forms, the objective, tangible world. That's it. Then, with some growth in consciousness, we begin to see that life is a duality, and we shift backwards and forwards between being a personality, a body, a form in the world, and a soul, an inner being. And then finally, the return to unity comes with the realization that the outer circumstances of life are just a, a shell housing the essential life. And it's, it's helpful if one can begin to distinguish the difference between this, this life and this form, that form only exists at the behest of life itself. And uh, the, the life is more the cause lying behind the form. But um, even if the form disappears, whether by natural death or by by accident or whatever, even if that form disappears, then the life aspect continues on. It's, as we said earlier, nothing can touch that life. Our life is not taken away. Our life is simply, um, the form is simply disappears. So it's um, a thing that's worth thinking about in trying to um, distinguish the, the difference in that great duality between spirit and matter and life and form. I think if nothing else is retained from the discussion of the one life, there are certain um, realizations that we come to that do apply to our lives and to our world as we understand it now. One is that the racial problem in the sense of there being discord and misunderstanding too often between the different races that make up the one humanity will disappear with the recognition that there is one life manifesting through a diversity of forms and races. There's another thought that I find quite fascinating in the writings of Alice Bailey and it concerns blood transfusion. I know that there are some religions that forbid it, but the blood is the life, and there is nothing but one life permeating all forms. And therefore, she said, it is transferable under the right conditions, and in fact, it's a synthetic act of service, which is fascinating to ponder on. Yes, and the, the bloodstream is the um, conveyor of the life energy, because it, there is an electrical component to the bloodstream. And uh, so that's uh, another interesting way of looking at life. And the third thought from the writings of Alice Bailey is that as a result of the World War from, say, 1914 to 1945, humanity is 
led into a circle of liberation as a whole and that by undergoing the experience of the war and the tremendous loss of life there was achieved in human consciousness a realization of the unity of one life so there was even purpose in that terrible war for those people who like to uh, give us a call, you certainly may do so by giving us a call at one eight six 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 nine five eight two four seven. That would be for ordering books or cassette tapes, a schedule of meditation meetings, a package of general information. So once again, toll free number is one eight six 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 nine five eight two four seven. Easier to remember it is one eight six six N Y Lucis. Think of one eight six six. New York, Lucis. Lucis is L-U-C-I-S. <clears throat> You've been listening to Inner Sight. Now we would like to close with a world prayer called The Great Invocation. It's a call for light and love and goodwill to flow into the world and into our hearts. Let's listen for a moment to these powerful words. From the point of light within the mind of God, let light stream forth into human minds. Let light descend on earth. From the point of love within the heart of God, let love stream forth into human hearts. May the coming one return to earth. From the center where the will of God is known, let purpose guide all little human wills, the purpose which the masters know and serve. From the center which we call the human race, let the plan of love and light work out, and may it seal the door where evil dwells. Let light and love and power restore the plan on earth. is blowing hot air, let O'Reilly Auto Parts help bring back the cool this summer. While you may need to eventually service your AC unit, get immediate relief with Interdynamics Arctic Freeze R134A refrigerant with leak sealer for $32.99. O'Reilly Auto Parts. Better parts, better prices every day. Limit supplies. See store for details. Oh, 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 O'Reilly.